You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to go international today with studio guests. Yes. So exciting. Uh, thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. International guest today, Deaconess Danelle Putnam, serving the Lord in the Dominican Republic. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. And the Reverend Carlos Schumann, serving the Lord in Latin America. Thanks so much yes. for joining us. Yes, thank you for the invitation and glad to be here. My pleasure. Looking forward to learning more about how the Lord has given you to serve in Latin America, the Dominican Republic. So tell us what led up to your service in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Well, I've been a missionary for many years. I started serving in Panama in 1999, and I served there for six years. Uh, Then brand new work was opening in the Dominican Republic, and they were looking for people to go. Uh, They were looking for specifically a woman also to be able to go that had experience in mission work and that spoke Spanish, but a woman to be able to work with people with developmental disabilities. Uh, the, The work initially started in the Dominican Republic to plant churches and to serve in mercy work, specifically reaching out to people with Dominican Republic. So... Uh, somehow I fit that ticket by by God's grace. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the work that you are currently doing in the DR? Well, currently uh, I'm involved in, in two main uh, foci. I, I'm still working in developmental disability um, ministry. We have a group home for six children who are orphans. We took them out of a government orphanage, and they've been with us now for 10 years. Wow. So it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, as we um, live with them, serve with them, grow up with them, it, we are putting forth a model of care in the Dominican Republic for people with developmental disabilities and showing the government and society uh, that given love, given opportunities, given rehabilitation, given a family, the children can thrive uh, and can be a wonderful part of a community uh, and of society. Uh, The other thing that I do is I serve as a coordinator for Deaconess Formation in Latin America and the Caribbean through our seminary in the Dominican Republic. So right now we have about 120 women who are taking classes in five countries in Guatemala, in Panama, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. We just finished our second full year of classes. Uh, We went online this year due to the pandemic. Um, Now we're gearing up for our next academic year uh, starting in September. So that's been a real joy and privilege to be able to serve and teach the women who just have a thirst for God's word. They're so excited to, to learn how to better serve their congregation, their community, to reach out to those who do not know Christ. Wow. That's a lot. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks be to God for that. Yeah. Well, Pastor Schumann, tell us about uh, your work and the how the Lord has brought you to um, to serving in Latin America, particularly in now in the DR. 
Yeah, well, I am living there in the yard, <laughs> of course. I'm enjoying the wonderful coffee <laughs> until now. Uh, and but uh, I, you, you're right. I, my my service is is in Latin America as a whole uh, church, big big church, mm -hmm. serving national churches to from Argentina to uh, Mexico. Uh, we are serving, well, all South American churches like Argentina, Chile, Paraguay, Uruguay, now Bolivia, uh, Venezuela, Peru, and there we are going to Guatemala, Mexico, Panama, and sometimes uh, online. It's uh, with uh, Nicaragua. And... Well, this is our job, is to teach good and share good theology with the pastors in activity. Because for them, most of them, it's very it's almost impossible to attend our seminars here in the United States or Brazil or Argentina. And well, Luther Academy, they take close for them the opportunities to have great, great professors coming from United States or coming from Argentina, the, of, from our seminars, to hear them on many topics, theological topics, ecclesiology, Christology, uh, love and gospel, and so on. And, well, it's important for, uh, for us that we all, most of the time, when the, the times were normal before uh, the COVID, uh, we held two, twice a year conferences in every country. Wow. And now, well, it's, we try to do something online uh, and our focus is to, to organize and to promote uh, pastoral meetings. And it's interesting because it's uh, perhaps it's very common for our churches here, our districts here in the United States or other big churches in South America to have uh, pastoral meetings. But it's not common for our churches in the central part of America, Latin America, and the north part of Latin America. They held once a year a pastoral meetings, but just for business topics, not for particular and very interesting topics for our job and our service like a pastors. We have many challenges being pastors uh, and we need to support one each other in this, in this time specifically. And the other focus on, of Latin America, of Luther Academy in Latin America is to encourage that national churches to send their students to be prepared as a pastors in a seminars. Most of them are not prepared in seminars. And the focus is to make strong leadership in Latin America in order to have strong churches also, because if you have a weak leadership, you have weak churches and that churches are very influenced by the context for many other doctrines and it it hits directly in um in in, in the world as a body they used to call themselves as a synod 
but they are not working and like one of them, you know? And we need to be more united as in our job and to work corporatively and as a body, you know? Mm-hmm. Doing so, we are going to be strength and in, in our context. It's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a good news for us because in Dominican Republic, we got a seminar there, mm-hmm. a very good one and confessional one, that they are preparing pastors for the Caribbean, re- Caribbean region and Latin American region here. And wow, it's, it does mean that these pastors, well-trained, can go back to the churches to work there as a well-trained pastors. And in the future, they will be became teachers for their own churches. They're preparing their own pastors in a very good, high level. It's very important. We all have pastors coming from the seminary. It's very common for us. You know, we are teaching for them, caring for them, and it's very useful for us. But it's not useful in Latin America, in some parts of Latin America. So Luther Academy is encouraging that that churches to do so and also we are translating uh, theology resources good theology and resources because most of the resources are in english or german (laughs) you know and it's very impossible for many of our pastors our fellow uh, brothers and sisters there uh, to learn something good coming from Lutheran authors, you know, and to learn properly our theology and all about Jesus. Because uh, good theology means for us is to pray about the real Jesus. There are many Jesuses all around us in our churches, in our context, that came from many concepts or position, theological positions, you know. Our Jesus is our Jesus that save, save us all completely. It's not our partner to help us <laughs> to be saved. He saved us, you know. Well, and this is very simple example. You have two Jesuses. He called this, the, he used to have hold the, the same name but it's not the same and well we are working on, on that and we are well received for our brothers and sisters oh it's a very important thing M- most of the churches there in latin america there are sister churches and partner churches of lutheran church missouri Synod. Mm-hmm. we got the same theology the same through and we are confessionals because we accept our confessions as queer uh, and not quaternus. Because it's the true, the right explanation of it, the Bible teachings. Well, this is, this is my function, my, my job right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have just about, well, let's. Let's go ahead and take our break yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, before we get deeper into our conversation, uh, we have more to learn about our friends serving in uh, the Dominican Republic and Latin America here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bye. 
You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're learning about our friends serving in Latin America, and particularly in uh, the, in the Dominican Republic. We're talking with Deaconess Danelle Putnam and uh, the Reverend Carlos Schumann. And before we went to break, we, we got to hear from each of you about where the Lord has given you to serve and the ways in which you get to serve. What uh, let's, let's go back to the Dominican Republic, Deaconess Putnam, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's learn more about what's been happening in the Dominican Republic, uh, especially in the last year. What are some of the the challenges that you've been facing in the ways that the Lord has given you to serve there with the the pandemic and, and all the other things that have come with that? Um, well, in the Dominican Republic, the, we have five congregations and a few missions. We also have seminary, which... Uh, trains pastors pastors residentially and also online and also does deaconess training online. Uh, we also have group home schools. We have two schools, a preschool and an elementary school. So, of course, the, the pandemic changed so many things. Um, and, and like everybody, we were... Um, uh, we had to adjust. Um, and by God's grace, um, we're... Uh, we we made it through a difficult year. Um, you know, the churches learned how to go online. Um, people were were very responsive, and our members and um, in in attending online worship, which was new for them. Uh, the the school situation was very difficult for for everyone there. Um, so now we're getting ready to gear, getting geared up to start the next academic year really in September and, and trying to do that really well. Um, it, but thankfully, it, it, by God's grace, he strengthens us, brought us through, um, and, and hopefully we'll be able to put this behind us pretty soon. So, What are some of the, the blessings that have come out of all of these changes and all of the, the things that you had to pivot pretty quickly to be able to keep going uh, with all of the, the wonderful programming that you're doing. Are there, are there any blessings, ways that God has really, um, you've seen God's hand and in, in his uh, provisions for you as you've had to work through all of this? Um, well, of course, always you can, um, that you learn different ways to reach out to people. Um, and God's word goes out in so many different ways, um, his word, and you can reach out to people that you've never um, been able to reach out to before. Um, in one area in the Deaconess program, uh, we were we were forced really to go um, completely online. Um, in some ways, that was a benefit um, in serving Venezuela, uh, which is very difficult for, for missionaries to travel there right now due to the socioeconomic and political situation there. Um, and so this actually afforded us to be able to reach out to more women and, and to be with them 
uh, quote unquote online mm-hmm. um, because it's very difficult for us to be able to travel there. Um, and despite all the difficult um, difficulties that they have in in Venezuela with uh, electric shortages, internet going out for you know hours at a time, not being able to print. Um, our course manual, for example, a third of the women um, in the program come from Venezuela. There are 40 wow. women in the program, and many of them have written to me and said this: the program's been so important to them, not only because of the social political crisis that they're going through, but also with the pandemic on top of that. Uh, we had classes once a week over Zoom. And so that was a chance that they could all see each other, be together, be encouraged in God's word. We could pray for one another. Um, the women could check in on uh, each other um, as well. Um, we in Venezuela, which uh, they're with our sister, our partner church, the Lutheran Church of Venezuela. Um, it, it's a church now that's at least 70 years old. Um, so there you have women who, some of them were born and raised in the Lutheran Church. Their parents or grandparents were brought into the Lutheran Church by missionaries. Um, and we work with uh, one of their pastors and one of their trained deaconesses, Venezuelans, um, to help carry forth this program. So that is one specific blessing there, especially um, for the women in Venezuela and that program there. Yeah. With all of these women in the deaconess program, how do they actually serve in their own contexts? So we have we have ways that mm-hmm. deaconesses in the states serve in pretty mm-hmm. pretty specific contexts, maybe within a church or an organization. Um, but what does that actually look like for the deaconesses uh, in their own contexts in in the Latin American region? That's a great question. Um, we have many of our deaconesses um, involved in Sunday school training, um, are involved in youth groups, and involved in um, women's groups. Uh, so what we're doing is giving them more biblical and theological knowledge to be able to teach better, to serve more, to go another level um, in those areas of Christian education. Uh, we're also helping them um, learn how to care spiritually for people. Uh, so they work alongside their pastor in in helping to uh, care for the needs of members in their congregation, whether that be visiting them, praying for them, um, helping to give them godly counsel, um, pointing them to um, the forgiveness um, that we have in Christ Jesus, um, being able to receive private confession absolution if they need to, pointing them to the pastor for spiritual care as well. Um, and sometimes a woman is a perfect fit to be able to build that bridge between a member and her pastor. Also the same, they're out in the community where we're teaching them to go out into the community and to be a bridge between their congregation, their word and sacrament ministry of that congregation, and to people in need in in their communities, in their country that do not know Jesus or that do know Jesus, but perhaps have a great physical need and they're suffering. So we're teaching them um, how to meet those needs um, and go to where the suffering is and bring them um, the hope in Christ Jesus. You shared earlier that you've been serving as a missionary for quite some time mm-hmm. now. As a as a seasoned missionary, <laughs> what would 
what would you share to that that person? Maybe they're in college now, or maybe they're serving in a parish or another setting, um, but thinking about serving in an international setting. Um, what encouragement, you know, would you, what encouragement would you give them, or what advice might you give them if they're thinking about serving in uh, in an international setting? Well, if you're a college student, uh, one of the a perfect thing to do is to um, find out about the GEO program through the Office of International Mission. A GEO missionary is called a globally engaged outreach missionary. Uh, and they, you can serve for two years as a volunteer. Um, and it's a wonderful way to get a taste of, um, well, one to serve um, mm-hmm. and throughout the world. Um, and there are many opportunities to serve on a short, short-term short basis, a shorter term, meaning <laughs> like two years, um, and to understand what missionary life is, to be able to share the gospel, um, serve people, um, engage with other Christians, other Lutherans throughout the world. And that's a wonderful way um, just to find out about that and to what missionary life is and to put your faith in action. Many geo-missionaries, I including, um, I first served coming out of college in 1996 in Mexico. Um, and then I went on to um, career missionary service. So it's a wonderful way to, um, to find out more about that. Um, if, if you um, are a middle-aged adult or older adult, perhaps retired, uh, there are also wonderful opportunities um, for you. And, um, you know, I, I never had the dream to be a missionary, you know, my whole <laughs> life. Um, it was something that the Lord led me to, and then I, I understood that that was the call on, on my life, you know, as I was doing it and once I was doing it. So I've, I've stuck around by His grace um, and His mercy. Um, but it, it's not, it can be scary, it can seem scary, um, but that's only if you take your eyes on Christ because we know He's He's with us every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pastor, we have about four minutes left. Um, can you give us uh, maybe an idea of what you're looking forward to moving forward now that we're coming out of the, the COVID pandemic with all of the work that you're doing in theological ed- education? Uh, what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing? Well, I expect to finish this in a very short time. COVID goes out. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the good be uh, the great, the great thing for us. But I prefer always to, to teach personal. And so in, in, through the online system now, we are preparing uh, some short conferences on hymn book because in mm. Spanish, we are preparing a new hymn book. Cool. After, I don't know, 34 years was prepared the last one. Uh, now we are almost, almost done uh, a new hymn book in Spanish, very good hymn book. And now we need to introduce this hymn book in our churches in Latin America. Mm-hmm. So Luther Academy it's, uh, is involved in that, like leading the process to introduce this hymn book by uh, short conferences uh, on the features of this new hymn book plus some workshops uh, for musicians and pastors and all those that are involved to prepare worships uh, every Sunday and teaching some 
Well, some parts of, because this hymn book is very complete one, they have many, many situations to, for the pastor's activity, pastor companion, mm. and so on. But the main goal is to, to bring back a very, very uh, sound uh, behavior that, that our parents used to be, that they used to sing hymn books and hymns, Christian hymns in our homes. You know, I rem I can remember my mom, my mother, has sang this these hymns, and understand that through that hymns you learn theology, mm -hmm. and they are teaching us theology. It's a good way to learn theology with music. You know, well, this is the the major challenge now. In a few months later. Three or four months later, we're going to start to do this conference, short conferences, <laughs> two hours, three hours, talking about specific uh, points of, of on the features of this hymn book. Wonderful! Yeah. That's and we awesome. are very, very, very eager to start. Yes. Well, I have I've, I've learned a lot, uh, and I, I feel like I've had a chance to visit Latin America and, and learn more about uh, the the people that you get, you get to serve there and the ways that the Lord has blessed you in your service <laughs> as well. Our guest today, Deaconess Donnell Putnam, serving the Lord in the Dominican Republic. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. And yes. the Reverend Carlos Schumann, serving the Lord in Latin America. Thank you so Thank much you for being for our guest. Great, great pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.